Sour Cream and Onion Podcast. I'm Sour. I'm Cream. And I'm Onion. And that was the fastest, most well-executed opening we had so far. Amazing. Right. It's it's hard with the delay you get from Discord, you know? It, it's, yep. It's pretty hard, but you know what? I always try to work. preemptively do it. Like, as soon, as soon as I hear you saying, like, I'm for I'm Sour, that's when I start talking. <laughs> So know, if, we were, if we were all together in the same room, if we ever do do an episode where we're all together in the same room, we're probably going to start interrupting each other during that intro and everybody's going to be like, why are you doing that? Well, it's because we have to account for the delay on Discord most of the time. <laughs> that would be really That's correct. <laughs> we just all say it at once whenever we yeah. do an in-person Hello, episode. Hello, I'm Queen. Yeah. Okay, let's try again. All right, hey guys, I'm Sal... <laughs> God, you have that noise gate really high up there on the threshold. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Oops. Don't That's know how to fix that. That's some audio engineering talk for all of you. We put a lot of effort into making this podcast possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All with no sponsors. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. It's we do it for you. Uh, guys. We're we're sponsored by ourselves. Yep. Thank you ourselves for for putting all the money in to make this podcast possible. All two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Lay's, Pringles, and Uts. Um, yeah, I put a, I put in a little more money you. than two dollars. And Turkey Hill ice cream. And it's just uh, that. All <laughs> this... <laughs> yeah, um, little Debbie um, snack treats. And you couldn't uh, do it without you. Hostess yep. Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I'm... Hostess, for sponsoring our podcast. I don't think yes, I've ever had you. one of those. Thank you very much. Yeah, Hostess with the most. You've never had a Twinkie. No, I haven't. What? They're disgusting. I remember, I remember seeing them. Uh, there were ads in like all the Archie comics I used to read when I was little. I remember Twinkies my grandma had a bunch of those. Uh, and then when I was finally curious enough to be like, can I get them anywhere? That was when the, they stopped making them because of the whole uh, whatever. People stopped working at the factory. Well, they're they bad. like, Yeah. Hostess was Everyone purchased. was like, there's no more Twinkies. And I'm like, well, I support them Those trying to have decent jobs. Yeah, decent pay uh, and whatnot. Yeah, they're... I have a feeling a hostess cook is uh, doing a lot better than those people who are making um, paper clips in Vietnam or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but those Twinkies Probably. last longer than paper qu- clips, my guy. Those things... No Twinkies, expiration date. Twinkies are the epitome of instant gratification. And I mean, in today's culture, instant gratification, we need all of it that we can get. You say Twinkies are? Yeah. <laughs> My guy's zebra cakes are where it's at. Those things are nothing but sugar. <laughs> nah, I like Twinkies best. Oh, dude, it's like... Especially with some sounds like too much sugar for me. You just have like Especially half with some- one. Especially with some coffee. Oh, Twinkies with coffee. That's some... Mm. God, are you having like a midlife crisis? <laughs> <laughs> Twinkies and coffee? <laughs> Sounds like I'm going to have to try that sometime. Uh, no. Most things, most sweet things are great with coffee. Ice cream. Oh, that's, that's obvious. A donut. That's why police like it so much. Um, that's, a, that's a stereotype. Not I know it's a true. stereotype. <laughs> we can make fun I of the know. police. That's where we go. That's us getting political. <laughs> um, oh, no. Uh-oh, we hit some... We, we, oh, I went no. Too far. I went too yeah, far. You, yeah, you honestly personally attacked me there, and um, I'm just going to file a complaint with the police on you. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. All the irony! <laughs> all my hate. All, all your hate? Man. If you don't hate. know, uh, Sauer actually graduated at the top of his class in the police academy. 
He has yes, uh, 300, over 300 confirmed kills. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> God, we're digging a hole like a even deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Marine, Marine police. Forgot exactly, to that's, the, that that's the meme I was referencing. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, over 300 confirmed kills at, at Sniper. <laughs> uh, anyway, God, that went dark. <laughs> We need to get back to positivity dark, on our... Start, starting off our episode, uh, corrections from last episode. I didn't really go over it with a fine-tuned oh tooth comb or anything. But the things I do remember, uh, we mentioned Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and we, wasn't, we weren't really sure what they were doing with that uh, when we were talking about PS5. Uh, they were being really coy and confusing about it, but it turns out it is its own standalone game. Uh, but I, th it looks like the reason they were being coy about it is because they said it's going to be a very short game. It's going to be around the 10 hour mark, but I'm guessing since it's a standalone game, they're still going to be charging full price for it. I don't know. I was always mm -hmm. thinking it was going to be like yeah, Wolfenstein Old Blood or Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon where it's like, yeah, it's a shorter game, but maybe if we're, you know, crossing our fingers and saying our prayers, then it's going to be... 40 bucks max i don't know yeah. i don't want to be a negative nelly about that because i have bro, a lot of faith in sony triple <laughs> a companies bro they need their money they yeah. eat up your pockets they're like mm -hmm. what you got in there i've already given cents? enough of my money to yeah AAA but i companies. need this for <laughs> i need this for gum later <laughs> no you don't give that to me i don't yeah. know we'll see yeah, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's going to be a Far Cry Blood Dragon type situation, which I know is going to make people mad because they want an actual Miles Morales game. But mm -hmm. you know what? I'll take it. Mm. I'll take it. I haven't played Spider-Man, though. I mean, this is an actual Miles Morales game. It's just going to be a shorter one. Like, yeah, um, but they want... What's it? Yeah. The most apt comparison I heard was uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah, and that's kind of like Far like Cry that. 3 Blood Dragon. And Uncharted exactly. Lost Legacy was... Released for forty dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have a feeling so we'll it's gonna see. be forty bucks. It got what be. I'm hoping for is a Spider Verse game someday. But we'll still we'll get still to that. Still gonna buy it used. <laughs> still gonna buy it used. Mm -hmm. <laughs> gotta be Pro on my yeah. mind at all. I don't have money. Yeah, everyone's gonna buy it used. I only, I only everyone's gonna buy used. everything used except yeah. for all the people who buy stuff I'm gonna buy, new. I'm gonna buy Last of Us Two used. I don't know where I was going with that. All right, uh, second correction. We were talking about uh, what Tim Sweeney said about the PS5 SSD. He didn't say it was uh, going to be like faster than anything. Um, what he was saying was it's going to be quote-unquote best in class, which is very ambiguous, but he was referring to how uh, there's going to be a bunch of optimizations that game developers can now take advantage of because they don't have to assume... It's going to take forever to stream stuff off the hardware like you have to assume with a hard drive disk uh, so they can treat it not quite like RAM, but you can stream stuff a whole lot faster and that's how they can take advantage of that memory. Yeah, that makes sense. I missed all the that. PlayStation. Com they're talking about loading times and stuff like yeah. that, how they can load in the assets for your games. So remember the Ratchet and Clank um, trailer and how sure. there was loading levels like instantly. <laughs> it's that was changing the environments constantly. Yeah, That's basically PlayStation flexing how fast their SSD is. And yeah, SSDs are really fast. Solid state drives. They're better than hard drives because they don't wear out and they, um, they're not reading off an analog um, disc. <laughs> and... Cool. Yeah. I am looking forward to games right. being able to take advantage of SSDs. And hopefully uh, by the time they start really taking advantage of them, I'll actually have an SSD big enough to store games on. Because yeah. right now it's pretty much just storing my <laughs> operating system. You know? I, have a, uh, I have two 500 gigabyte SSDs and they're nearly full. And uh, I do want to upgrade my... Enough. I do want to get a terabyte SSD when I am a rich man. One day. Wait, how much do those cost? Or when they get cheaper. Like, 150 bucks? Wait, 150 bucks for a terabyte? I, I thought you, I thought it was going to be like a, a grand. Like no, it was gonna be like some heck no. Big money. No, they've gotten a lot cheaper. Like, 
If you want to get like a petabyte, then maybe, but not terabyte. <laughs> a grand for a petabyte? My yeah. goodness. I'll if you want to get like a <laughs> petabyte, then maybe, yeah, it'll cost thousand dollars from Intel or something like that. But I mean, that might be worth it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a steal. That's a that's a steal, all right. Yeah. That's a lot of. Yeah. I don't that's think I'd ever of... need a. Never say never, but I don't think I'd ever need more storage than that. I would love a petabyte of storage for, for my stuff oh my personally. Goodness. What could you you could store everything on that thing? I could you? download every game in my Steam library. I can uh... download all the audio of the history of. I can download every album I have in my iTunes library. Actually, I don't use iTunes on PCs anymore because I have some history with that. Um, I could um, load all my project files onto a SS onto the, that SSD, not onto an external drive. Although I should mm. back up it anyway. But yeah, I would love a petabyte. Mm-hmm. I would love a petabyte. never, never say never as uh, it being way more storage than you would ever need because as everyone misquotes Bill Gates, he did not actually say this, but everyone says that hilarious quote about, oh, 64 kilobytes of RAM is all anyone's ever going to need. Who would need more than that? <laughs> now we're in the aged literal gigabytes. Well. That mm-hmm. aged very oh. well. I have no idea who actually said that, but apparently it was not Bill Gates. Bill. I don't think it's Bill Gates. I have he's a very fork thinking yeah, that, man as far as I'm aware. Yeah. I, I would not I could not see him saying that. Yeah. Alright. So that, that ends it for corrections, but I was watching a cool video on a guy who he's a lot more lexical than me, so he can actually put stuff into words, but he was talking about uh lexical. something in Dang, that's a big word. You said he, you can't put things into words? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh I only I'm using the term lexical in a, a neurotyping sense. Um, you stop saying things I don't understand. <laughs> well, the heck it's, is it's, neurotyping? <laughs> neurotyping is something that a YouTuber made up about how what is a YouTuber? people think. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> We're going too deep. We're going too deep <laughs> into the rabbit hole. Uh, I'm going to do very brief explanation, very quick. I don't know if I've already explained this on the podcast, but neurotyping is... Lexical, you can put things into words. Uh, lateral, you think in terms of the gist of things. You have a hard time putting in stuff into words. That's me. I'm very, very much lateral. Also, there's linear yeah. thinking where you think from point A to point B. And then there's, uh, wait, lateral, th- lateral thinking is when you can think multiple things at once. It's impressionistic thinking. That's what I am. That's when oh, you can't, dude, you think in terms well, of the we're gist of things. We're the most lateral can't put stuff here. into words. I am. I uh, no, oh, I'm no, not I very lateral. I'm. I'm in the middle. A, I'm. I'm very impressionistic. Onion. I can't put things into words. You I can, are whatever you say you are. <laughs> I can only. <laughs> the only reason I'm able to go on this uh, tirade talking about neurotyping is because someone else has put it into words for me, and then I can somewhat regurgitate that because I'm. I'm a functioning member of society. I can speak. I just have a hard time <laughs> putting. I have to think before i speak whether i think it all the way through that doesn't have to happen but i have to i have to think the words before i speak yeah. them yeah we can't be think in terms of the gist of things <laughs> what were we talking about before this <laughs> corrections oh yeah uh that, i'm trying to back very linear now. thinking there on you. <laughs> exactly <laughs> As you can see, I got from point A to point B, and I'm like, wait, the point was to go back to point A after this. Why, why did we get on the subject of neurotyping? <laughs> because I asked. I was, hold on. Because I had I no idea what the about... heck you were talking about. <laughs> you got so much into the rabbit hole, it was like, I wanted to say some things. And I started talking about the fact that I wanted to say some things, and I felt stupid for not saying them. Now I forgot what I was going to say. So now I'm going to look back at this episode and be like, jeez, what's wrong with me? Okay, uh, one second. Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. Those, those things are going to be delicious. Perfect. Love SpaghettiOs. Yeah. Dude, Chef Boyardee was the jam growing up. Yeah. Like, I don't home. know, I was more of a fan of the boxed Kraft Mac and Cheese. Mmm. Don't even. So and then good. I found That's out a... how to make my own mac and cheese, and I went, oh, what is mac? this? 
<laughs> you no, know, we look at the box like, what is this? <laughs> so gooey and really milky and makes me go to the bathroom really bad. Ugh. Dude, that's, that was the best part about it. Dude, that stuff was like my Miralax. <laughs> I don't know. My my laxative was the um, Raisin oh, Bran cereal. Talking about laxatives. <laughs> All right, and I'm back. All the fiber. <laughs> We're talking about laxatives. Join, jump in the conversation. me. <laughs> and right now, I want to talk about you and Raisin Bran. Raisin so, Bran. Mm. When, did, when did you used to eat this? How old were you? Uh, I was eight. You were eight, eh? For real. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. All right. Because I, I, Raisin Bran is like, like what I what, think of like a 50 year old eating. Yes. Cornflakes <laughs> like is the but... old guy cereal. Cornflakes <laughs> and Cheerios. Cheerios? Cause, I mean, Cheerios is like, eh. Uh, I can't stand Cheerios. Cheerios. Stuff. I don't know. I, like, I mean, uh, I've never so been a cereal bland. guy anyway. I mean, and like, I, yeah, my 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 sis has always been the cereal girl. I like, am a cereal, cereal fan. I love cereal. Yeah, I don't like it at all. So I you love. You have to convince me to eat raisin bran. My favorite cereal <laughs> is Frosted Flakes, and other favorites include Rice Krispies. Um, I also love raisin bran. Raisin bran's great. Okay, yeah. Wait, um, what about Cookie Crisp? I also love Cinnamon Toast Crunch when my stomach can mm. handle it. And the most overrated cereal of all time is Lucky Charms. Agreed. It's magically delicious. Lucky Charms, there's only yeah. one part of the cereal that tastes good. The rest of it is Cheerios, and I hate Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I think you mean uh, there's only the one part of the cereal good. that's the acceptable, and the rest of it is marshmallows. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wait, What? <laughs> Yes, that's what it is. The, the marshmallows yeah, are just sugar. Uh, they're but bad. That's, what's, that's what they're, makes it great. Their only acceptable oh goodness, state dude, is like, when you like, like it's like when you've just poured milk over it. Because uh, if you eat them dry, it's like the equivalent of nails on a chalkboard, but for your teeth. <laughs> and you if you eat, eat them dry, when they're too wet, you're just really you're just drinking sugar milk. When you eat it dry, it's like. It's like touching God's kneecap. Wait, what? It's I don't understand this analogy. Well, it's not. It's not touching. like you're touching God's palm of His hand. That's like that's eating Frosted Flakes. It, you're touching His kneecap because it's not nearly as good as other cereals. But everything else in Lucky Charms is just eh, disposable. I don't like it. And I think Lucky Charms in general is just disposable. Mm. Just the entire thing is disposable. Uh, Lucky Charms, not my thing. Not my thing. That's why well, I was also really disappointed when I found out that the Mario cereal that came out when Mario Odyssey was coming out, the Mario cereal was just Lucky Charms, except Mario oh, no. this time. And then I went, <laughs> and then I was watching Game Explain do something on it, and I was so excited because going, what is the Mario cereal going to be? Is it going to be like Tricks? Because I love Tricks. And then when I saw it, and it's Lucky Charms, I went. That's a letdown. Hate Lucky Charms. That's unfortunate. <laughs> My little cousin loves Lucky Charms though. And Lucky Charms. All right. Rice Krispies is very underrated. I love Rice Krispies. Okay. And They're good. Raisin Bran is the most underrated cereal ever. Are you I sure love Raisin Bran, especially the one with the cinnamon oats. Oh, See, I'm not a cereal person, and I'm not my sis, but she would probably have a very strong opinion about this. <laughs> Ra about Raisin Bran? Seriously? Uh, about any cereal. She'd be like, all right. Oh, I also like Reese's Puffs. Out there. I also like Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. Those Even are actually surprisingly good. Yeah, they're really good. Especially. I'm like not very much stuff. of a cereal person in general, though. Uh, I mean, yeah. all right, wait, Han. I will take Cream. just plain Cream. Cheerios over any of these. Che seriously, Cheerios? Yeah. You're selling yourself <laughs> that short. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the the rest of them. It's just sugar. My favorite I mean, bland uh, cereal. My favorite. Bland sometimes cereal is it's fun to have cinnamon toast crunch, but as soon as you, as the problem is, any of these cereals, if you take more than five seconds to eat the whole bowl, they get way too soggy, and then it's just inedible, and it's disgusting when you pour it out in the sink. And what the, about uh, the milk will like turn yellow. 
<laughs> when does it do that? I've never seen that. It, before. Cl- it starts glopping up and it becomes sentient. That's if you like. Le- that's like if you leave your cereal out, you forget to eat the rest of it before you go to school, and you come back, it's still there. Well, no, that'll happen because yeah, like of the coloring in the cereal. After you left oh. it. Depending on what you're eating, it doesn't happen for all cereals. But it's like this. It's like how, uh, <laughs> like how cocoa Chicks. puffs. If you leave the cocoa puffs in the cereal. Uh, it becomes uh, chocolate like this, milk. The milk will turn brown. It'll become chocolate milk. But you like, uh, do but you like chocolate milk? Most cereals, you like it turns milk. more yellow. You like I do chocolate like chocolate milk. milk. I don't. I don't like chocolate milk. That's just cocoa puffs that have been left in milk for too long. It's, <laughs> I it's freaking chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. <laughs> oh, the granted cocoa puffs. I sort of grew out of favor with cocoa puffs after a bit. Mm. Oh, what about fruity pebbles? I love fruity puffs. pebbles. Never liked them. I I don't. I can't stand any of the uh, fruity cereal. I love cereal. There are moments where I go through cereal phases, and then I just go, I gotta keep eating cereal. And then eventually, I get sick of cereal, and then I go through an eggs and pancakes phase. And then I go, I'm sick of pancakes now. I gotta eat some more cereal. So then I eat cereal. I just love breakfast. Breakfast is the best meal. I just don't go through any cereal phases. Just judging my pancakes. I mean, if I need to eat cereal, uh, my preferred is either plain Cheerios or plain Cheerios, but you pour honey on it. So honey nut Cheerios? Uh, no, it's different than honey nut Cheerios if you actually pour honey honey on it. How about oatmeal? Do you like oatmeal? Uh, I have not had oatmeal in forever. I remember it being all right. Mm. I was like, I'll take this over cereal. Uh, but we just haven't had it for a long time. I don't know. I tried to have oatmeal again, and I went. You put so many stuff on, so much stuff on oatmeal, and then it just becomes not oatmeal oh, anymore. Especially yeah. because we make hmm. here in the around these parts, we our oatmeal is very soupy. So it's kind of hmm. like eating. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> like eating tomato soup more than anything. No, I, I don't. I remember not liking it if it was too soupy. Yeah, I have a feeling when I make oatmeal, I'm going to make it a bit more dry, but mm. I don't know. I like dry food. I like dry food. Like plain, just like some fish and a plain bowl of rice. Perfect. That's like a perfect meal for me while everyone is telling, Onion? you need to put the juice from the, from this fish and stuff. And I go, no. Cream, what are your, what, oh. what are some extra thoughts you had about Spider-Verse that you forgot to talk about? That's a good question. Um, but one thing I do remember that I really liked that I have no idea how I forgot to mention this in the last episode was, uh, I love the, all the, the references to graffiti and the, uh, the little focus that they had on graffiti in the movie. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm very much into word art, not, uh, word art as you would see in Microsoft word, but word out as <laughs> word art, as you would see out in the streets. I've got I've got my own a whole notebook full of designs. Awesome. So I was I was very much into that part of the movie. I thought that was very cool. Uh but don't vandalize things. Yeah, don't vandalize things. <laughs> jet set radio yeah. is just a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, also all the, all um, the jet set radios start with uh graffiti is an art, but uh please don't vandalize things. Uh you'll get in trouble. <laughs> we don't want us to get yes. we, we don't yeah. want yeah. something like that. If you if you want if you want to do Yes, if you want to do a graffiti for yourself, you can do it at home on a little small canvas. Or if you really want to do it on a wall, make sure that your dad's a police officer so he can run out a wall for you and you can do a, a <laughs> huge mural of your dead uncle. Or Gary's Exactly. Mind. You can do it in Gary's Or Gary's mind. Mind. Oh, yeah. Gary's sure. Exactly. <laughs> just do Gary's mind. Yeah, yeah if you want to do the virtual version. Just make a spray of your, uh, <laughs> of your word art and then you can put yeah. it on a Team Fortress 2. But server. it has to be... <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be like Gary's mod, like a uh, role play. Yeah, like the role play thing. So the taxi police there. <laughs> I get the thrill. <laughs> All right. Before we get onto another topic, we'll probably talk about Jet Set Radio in another podcast. I will probably talk about it in another podcast yeah. at some point. Why not now? But it's yeah, a great game. About, Go play Jet people. Set Radio, preferably Jet Set Radio Future. Uh, even though I prefer the aesthetics of the original Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future is definitely the better game. Mm. Both are very fun, very cool. Awesome. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the news then. We've yep, got some news, news right. that Onion was very excited to share. I can't wait to hear this. All right. This is- so I did have some news, music news. 
Um, because this is sort of like a music. This is sort of like news and the music segment combined into one. So, Ooh. as far as news goes, um, infamous um, metalcore band Ooh. Bring Me the Horizon oh. has decided to team up with the one and only, the great Mick Gordon, mm. to to be a feature on a lot of their new album that's coming out called Parasite Eve which that's another video game reference. And um, <clears throat> when I found out about that, after, when I was browsing through the Metalcore subreddit, I just went, my jaw hit the freaking floor. Because oh. I'm a Mick Gordon fanboy, and I like some of Bring Me the Horizon stuff. I found out about them because of a uh, friend of mine in high school. He was a huge, like, swoopy hair goth rock fan <laughs> and uh he also he, he also was a great guitar player and he showed me bring me the horizon and i went this isn't for me and then i checked out a record of their second record and then i went okay i'm starting to i'm starting to dig this and it just sort of became guilty a guilty pleasure band for me because i went yeah they're obviously being super edgy and stuff not talking about like how they want to die and stuff, but talking about like we just want to party and we will never <laughs> sleep because sleep is for the week. Oh, snap. that doesn't sound particularly edgy. That just sounds like a LMFAO well, it's kinda song. Like, it's kind of like that sounds rebellious. Well, it's kind of like when rebellious. you hear a. It's kind of like when you hear for like a breakdown in a song or something, and you hear a vocal go chug, 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 hmm. <laughs> what? or something like that. I cannot relate, sorry. Yeah, I know. What I'm mostly into <laughs> is the sound to be to be honest. Like I like the riffs, I like the production, at least most of the time. Some sometimes the production can be really overblown and compressed and everything, so where it sounds like the Doom Eternal soundtrack. But <laughs> and and not in a good way, because the, the official release of the soundtrack was very compressed and unflattering. Very unflattering mm -hmm. sounding. But it's a shame, but they, they did what they had. Uh, they did, they did what, what they, they could had. with what they had. They did what they could with what mm -hmm. they had, uh, much to the fault of Gordon himself, which that, that is one topic that makes me go, even your heroes have faults. But um, mm -hmm. when I, I found mean, out about that, I haven't heard his went, side of the story, but that's, yeah, what, well, that's definitely I mean, what it seems like at this point. Yeah. yeah cause and it seems like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He seems like he hasn't decided to go against its software or anything. It seems like he legitimately just didn't do his job that well. And then because of that, he got let go. And mm -hmm. that, that's the part that makes me sad. It, I mean, I he got really, the game soundtrack done on time. It's just he didn't do the, the mixing for the soundtrack, the on time. soundtrack release the sound, on time. He didn't time. do the soundtrack on time. So they had to mix it from the game audio, which for... Ooh. For the game, it has to be really compressed so then it can mix properly with all the sound effects. Because I have to admit, Doom Eternal is one of the best audio engineered sound, audio engineered games I think I've heard in a while. Next to say, uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild <laughs> had great sound design. I can. Um, okay. And uh, maybe Titanfall Two. I'm playing the single player for that right now, and it's really good. Ooh. And the so then when I found out Mick Gordon has decided to collaborate with uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Ollie Sykes and Fran Ollie Sykes and Friends, I went, maybe that's why he was lagging behind the soundtrack, because he's working on this album with uh, this <laughs> big metalcore band. Who knows? Maybe he'll yeah. and that's making me just immediately just zigzag my head and going, oh, what if he collaborates with other great artists? Like, what if he collaborates with I'm gonna just spew out a bunch of metal bands. Um what if he collaborates Metallica. with Metallica? North Lane. Not, not, not Metallica. He's, he's nowhere a good fit for Metallica. What if he collaborates with like North Lane or Periphery or um, Knock Loose or Code Orange? Heck, if he, if he collaborated with Code Orange, that would be incredible. But um, yeah, when I found out about all that, I just squeed like a fangirl because I went, oh, this is going to be so cool. I hope it's cool. I hope it's cool. <laughs> I hope it's cool because Listen. again, get her, bring me the horizons guilty pleasure. Their latest album was a was a train wreck. I hated it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there, uh, there's only a 
very few song there are very few songs from them that I would actually go back and listen to time and time and time again. And there's even less of the songs that I would go back and play riffs from on uh, guitars or stuff and stuff like that. But aside from that, I'm just happy that Mick Gordon's collaborating with a huge artist like them. They're on major label and everything. So, well, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Thank you for the news. That sounds very cool. That is very cool. And if you're interested in checking out Bring Me the Horizon, I recommend starting with their album Sempaternal, which has a bit more sonic experimentation and a bit less of the edginess. Um, that a bit less of the edgy, corny moments, and uh, it's a bit, and it does have that metalcore edge to it, but it's a bit more, um, I wouldn't say a bit more accessible. And then their Hmm. album, uh, their other album, what was it called? That's the spirit. That's what it's called. That's the spirit, where all of a sudden they decided to go complete EDM with their metalcore. And it's a little more futuristic, but it's also kind of corny at points because of how overly processed the mix the mix is. Which I mean, for a metal band and the music being very very processed, that's nothing new. But it's almost mm-hmm. to a completely new degree on that album. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's 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 very processed. And as far as albums. I've been listening to because this is we're rolling the new segment with the music segment. Um, I've been listening to um, Counterparts again. They're a band I mentioned a while ago uh, on a past episode about. I think I remember. Yeah, they were a Canadian band. And yeah. Their, yeah, their record. Guy who uh, screeched constantly. Yeah, they their record uh, "Tragedy Will Find Us," which is one of their. Um, which was their fourth record? Yeah, fourth record. And I have a feeling it's their best sounding record, mostly because it has the instrumentation is a bit more raw. It's a lot, a lot less processed. It's way less processed. And uh, compared you to um, their album that they do next called uh, You're Not You Anymore, which I don't know. The sound on that album just felt off to me. But Tragedy sounds great. Um, favorite song is called Collapse on it. And I also love how for this band, they almost kind of like have a storyline when it comes to like how songs would relate to each other on different albums. So then you would have on my favorite album by them, Difference Between Hell and Home, they have a song on it called Compass, which um, I think is about a friendship. Their lyrics can be vague. And they have a song on it called Choke, which is basically about the fallout of this friendship because this dude cheated on the, on the dude's girlfriend behind his back. So he felt betrayed. And then he completely spit his venom on his face. And it's, it's savage and angry and everything. And then the next song on it, Collapse, uh, it was basically about him breaking up with his girlfriend and stuff. But then the song on their next album, You're Not You Anymore, their final song is about how their relationship uh, was pieced back together and now now they love each other again, which is great. And yeah, Tragedy Will Find Us. That's a great Counterparts album. It's uh, still loud, still aggressive, but again, I usually I don't go to Counterparts for the super heavy breakdowns and stuff. I go to Nails for that. But I go, I come to Pounder Parts just to feel a little, um, just to feel a little emo when it's not <laughs> my chemical romance. But, um, yeah, Counterparts. That's really great cool. band. Well, great band. That's all, that's all we have now for the Onion Discussion uh, podcast. So <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. All right. Adios. <laughs> Thanks for coming to Onion's Discussion Podcast. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's, that's, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. I do have something to add that's to nice. the music segment. Um, okay. Not just um, about half an hour before we got together to record the podcast, I was uh, doing my exercises um, and I've been listening to a soundtrack from a rhythm game. Uh, It's actually a mobile rhythm game, which I'm Uh not into phone games at all. So (laughs) I don't know. I was only into phone games when Mika Mobile was making games. 
That's like Zombieville mm. USA and Battleheart and stuff. Those are the those are great mobile games and Infinity Blade. But it's called I th- I heard uh, Infinity Blade. It's well, by Epic I've, Games. I found it. That's worth. Mm. Oh, okay. Sorry, I found sorry, this yeah. game uh, when I was searching. Uh, I was I don't remember why, but I was looking up Noma to see what he was up to. If you guys remember Noma, he did Brain Power. Yeah, Brain Power. Um, I'm just going to pretend like I do. You though. don't know Brain Power? You need to listen to that. That's your assignment uh, for this. I week. bet I you have you to listen to Brain Power. Uh, but I saw I think on his Twitter. Um, that he had added a song, uh, he had made an original song for a game called Cytus 2. Uh, so I tried it out. It's pretty fun. Uh, I've finally gotten uh, okay enough where I can pass stages on the chaotic difficulty, even if I have no idea what's going on, and I'm cramping my wrists the whole time. But um, like I started using the, I started listening to the soundtracks uh, for the the first three free characters because uh, those are on Spotify and I was never that much into I, I didn't have any experience before this with like rave music but now I'm kind of into it I'm kind of digging it uh, as a cool soundtrack uh, not all the not every single song is a hit with me but some of them are very big hits with me uh, and I think I'm gonna start checking out rave from now on hmm, cool all right. who knows maybe cool. there's something more that I'll like yeah. Mm. I don't know. Like, I'm into like '90s rave stuff, like uh, Prodigy and uh, all those big beat bands. I'm Club into the Pro- 64. Like the Prodigy and uh, Chemical Brothers, Propeller Heads. Um, hmm. those are and uh, Fat Fatboy Slim, who basically uh, Hideki Naganuma pretty much ripped off <laughs> for his soundtrack. Hideki Naganuma is great. He's great. He's a great big beat artist and uh composer and yeah that's that's mostly the rave music i'm familiar with i need mm. to probably check out all the other new rave artists and stuff i've uh i didn't actually check start checking out any of the uh well now that i know that the soundtracks are on spotify i've started checking out some of the artists that are actually making the songs on the site of soundtrack and uh, uh i found two two of the songs uh on the robo head and i think the oh, i don't remember i think it's neko soundtracks are by uh an artist called 3r2 and i'm definitely gonna have to start checking out his stuff because i think it was blow my mind and devil Fear were very cool i like those yeah also exercise good get some exercise uh, yes. if you're gonna exercise to one of the sounds the Cytus soundtracks, I recommend Robohead. Those are the hardest tracks out of the, the three characters' soundtracks that I saw are on Spotify. Also, it's a good, like, half-hour length. So you can just play the whole thing while you're working out. And if you work out that entire time, you've got yourself a half-hour workout. Boom. Stay healthy, get, everyone. Get it done. I need to get Don't more exercise. Yep. Actually, I'm you, exercising you get every that day. Radiohead or Radiobot, whatever thing going on. Radiohead <laughs> is not an exercise band. Radiohead <laughs> no, is not. No, an they are not band. an exercise band. <laughs> Unless you're They're listening great, to but, their stuff. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're listening to songs off the bends, which there's some stuff that go hard, but Cream they're not a band just, that go hard. <laughs> Cream just said the name of the band, and I immediately messed it up in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. No, that's a record. All right. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> got our music news and news in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one. The groove moving. The groove moving. I just go exercise. I'm more talkative than usual today. New, new segment. Yeah. I, I so have, much so I that have enough maybe, stuff to talk about for a podcast. So much so, much so uh, that maybe you should talk about a particular movie that you watched. Maybe, but uh, I have something I want to get to right exercise. before that. We'll okay. get to that next. Uh, but. I just finished the main campaign for the Spider-Man PS4 game, Ooh, and that's fun. now I want to talk about the game. Uh, okay, let's talk about I think I mentioned this briefly in the last episode, but uh, I love it. I love this game. It's great. Awesome. Uh, I may have misled some people with what I thought about the graphics uh, when we were talking about the Miles Morales game, because I was like, I really want a game with... Uh, like spider-verse sort of style and i think that makes 
graphics better than straight realism, mm -hmm. but don't get me wrong. The game is absolutely gorgeous. There's a reason mm -hmm. that uh, Digital Foundry has it as the thumbnail for their best graphics of 2018 video. It is a very um, good, it's a it is a looker game. of a game. Very pretty game. It's gorgeous. I love now that I have it completed, I can uh, specifically set the time of day. Uh, I usually have it on sunset. Just swinging. Just swinging is so much fun. What I value most in a game is fun movement. I could care less about uh, <laughs> most of the other stuff if it doesn't have fun movement. Uh, swinging is so much fun in the game. I, I would spend half the time just swinging from place to place instead of using the fast travel just because it was so much fun. Yeah. Remember you, when you games... Get a, yeah. Remember when games used to look so bleak with the brown and gray colors and stuff? Yeah. I'm so happy Spider-Man actually looks, you know, vibrant, bright. It's, it's so more, nice. Uh, yeah. There's so oh, much good like uh, little character late. moments. All the, all the characters have a lot of... Uh, there's funny little quips from Spider-Man. Uh, all, the, all the villains are, like, talking throughout uh, the fights. Uh, I know some people might find that annoying, but I found it really nice uh, and refreshing. You don't get that in many games. Mm -hmm. um, I love uh, the... I mentioned this last episode, the cell shaded suit. I finally unlocked that, and it's it's great. I love it so much. It looks like the original comics. I don't know how they did that specific type it's of really, cell shading. Yeah. Um, Who knows? For, like, maybe they'll the, make a cell shaded filter for the <laughs> for uh, Miles Morales Spider Man. Please, just a full cell shaded filter. Yeah. Awesome. But it's a really good game. Uh, I like the the story was good. It had so many good little character moments uh they are not subtle at all that uh when you're working for a dr octopus that he's gonna become dr octopus they make it so blatantly obvious but it still hurts to see uh spider-man's like mentor through all of college and uh, a couple Whoa. years after go crazy like that all right I'm sorry, Cream. I'm going to uh, cut it out. Did you just call Doc Oc Dr. Octopus? I know he's is Dr. Octopus practically. Yes. But it's Doc Oc, dude. It's, you have to say the name right. Doc Oc. Are you like a noob in the Spider-Man community? Come on. They don't call him. You. They don't call him Doc Oc. <laughs> they, maybe like once or twice throughout the game. But for most of the game, even after he becomes uh, a villain, they, they call him uh, either... Dr. Octavius or Otto Octavius. They don't yeah. say Doc Ock. Mm -hmm. But no, actually, I have not been a part of the Spider-Man community at all. <laughs> it's not until um, Spider-Verse and uh, this Spider-Man game, I'm finally a Spider-Man fan, but I just did not have very much exposure. He didn't appeal to me, but now I definitely see why people love him. Yeah. Like, he's just so much it's fun. Great. He is fun. He's such a fun character. He's got all the funny little quips. Oh, yeah, the cel-shaded <laughs> costume. Literally, your suit, you get a suit power whenever you unlock a costume. And the suit power for that costume is just making more quips. So you, you could give yeah. up having a power like recharging your focus or whatever just to make quips at the enemies. Awesome. <laughs> I know, it's so great. It's and by the, by the end of the game, you're powerful enough that you can get away with that. You don't need uh, the suit powers at that point. But I, th I yes. think I might even um, attempt to 100% the game. I haven't gotten through the DLC campaigns yet, but uh, I'm starting to go through those. They look like they're going to be just as fun. Hmm. I was... I, think, I, uh, I did mention I also got uh, Last of Us uh, and Project Diva Future Tone around the same time. Yeah. Uh, I still love... Future Tone, Last of Us. Honestly, that was the game I was going to play first since Last of Us 2 uh, has just come out. Yeah. But it's, it's boring. I haven't, I'm going to make it to the end, but <laughs> I was playing Spider-Man so that I could avoid playing more Last of Us. <laughs> it's just a better game. That's such a burn it's on just, Last of Us. Uh, it's Man, just a Last better game. It's a great story game. I, it's very slow at the beginning. It gets, it gets a little bit better at the end. I don't know. I'll give my full thoughts whenever I finish it. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, the story has not grabbed me yet. 
I don't I don't know when it's supposed to. But even like the the beginning part when everyone's like, "Oh, you you cry at the the prologue." Like as cuz you well, play as the the one girl and then the second you switch to Joel, I'm like, "Oh, she's going to die." And then uh she <laughs> blocks a bullet with her chest. Well, here's the thing. For I'm me, like, that oh, well, moment, that sucks. She had cool hair. For me, that that moment <laughs> lost impact for me because I've seen that opening so many times. So I yeah. went. So yeah, well, it still hits at least for me. Because even though I know what'll happen, character. it's just the acting and the performance. That's what gets. That's what gets it for me. I mean, it's good sorry, acting, good performance, me. but despite, I mean, <laughs> all he got from the character is that, that she had cool hair, nothing else. She did. Like, I like oh, her no, hairstyle. That... Okay, all right. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, I was laughing. What, we was... didn't get to spend much time with the character. That was, that... I would, yeah. I wish she was, was one the, the, they didn't give much time to flesh her out. So I get why I, I didn't have much time to connect with her, but. But I mean blood the acting blood, blood relations though. The the motion capture and stuff, it's very well done, but The Last of Us is the equivalent of Oscar Bait. <laughs> I mean it is. But yeah. usually That's Oscar Bait movies are pretty good unless your name is Crash. <laughs> you, Whoops. Usually when you see award season, that's when you get excited. You go, oh, this is when all the good movies come out. It's not January where they put all the junk. <laughs> it's always oh, the trash. It's always December and November. Those are the and October. Those are the best movie seasons. And then I don't know. Sometimes uh, it's a bunch yeah. of it's Oscar bait, and you can totally tell. But you know you're engrossed by something in it. It's mm -hmm. not like uh, I don't know Green Book. I don't know Gre Green Book. Just I knew from the get go. Once I saw it, I went, "Okay, this is an Oscar bait movie." And then it kept going, and I went, "Yep." That was an Oscar bait film. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that stuff doesn't tend to grab me. Uh, yeah, I feel like I need a, a little bit of levity and comedy at first to connect with the characters. Otherwise, I just won't. Yeah, uh, Last end of up Us is a very Last of Us is a very bleak, bleak, very they're, straight. They're bleak eyebrow. from the get go. Very. I feel like that's why eyebrows. I didn't connect with the characters. But uh, a lot of people like it. Uh, Naughty Dog has had a good track record before. You that, should play Uncharted. So I'm, I think that's I'm the gonna be playing it to the. I'm gonna be playing it to the end. I'm hoping action. I like it by the end. You should play but Uncharted. Yeah, also, uh, I have Uncharted Four. I'm gonna awesome. be playing that at some point. But Yo, yeah, dude. So yeah, uh, Spider-Man PS4, really, really good game. Uh, everyone should play it. Awesome. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, I was me. literally playing it last night. Uh, <laughs> I was playing it to the point where I was like, "Hold up." I have a, I have like an hour, I have like two hours before I should probably go to sleep, and I have not watched Treasure Planet yet for the next episode. <laughs> I was literally playing up this game until like the last minute when I had to do something else for the podcast. Mm. Oh, cool. But anyway, uh, you can finish your thoughts before we go into talking about Treasure Planet. Yeah, Treasure Planet. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Well, it was nothing. It was also going to be some lead way into Treasure Planet because I was going to talk about the Spider-Man, like the inc the Incredible Spider-Man, or I think it was like it was the animated series that ran during like the late two thousands, and it was one of my favorite things to watch because like it was just it was like it was weird because it was still pretty innocent, like it wasn't like anything like disturbing about it, but it felt like. It felt like more adult. Felt like, I felt more relatable with it. Like it was all like Spider Man's amazing quips, like the like great action, the funny scenes. I was like, I was really enjoying it. I was really enjoying my watch of the Spider Man, the Incredible <laughs> Spider Man. You guys should go watch that, which is also made by Disney, and that's how it's going to relate it to Treasure Planet. But since you already want to talk about it, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Treasure, Treasure Planet. Planet. Fun movie. Yay! I mean, uh, clearly. Not as good as Spider Verse. It's not an instant Duh. classic, no. but it's a fun movie. Yeah, indeed, indeed, it's great. I really like Treasure Planet. Mm -hmm. So, what right. about it did sorry. you like? Hmm. Um, <laughs> you're really putting me on the spot here. I just had a whole <laughs> yeah, discussion like about how I can't talk 
I, d- I well, just can't talk at all. Well, you said you're a lot more talkative this, ca- this podcast. You so. can't I am talk. a lot more talkative this po- podcast. Yeah. I don't know how I'm able to do it, but um, Treasure Planet. Uh, the characters, characters are always like the most important thing to me. Uh, they, they were definitely very uh, fun characters. Mm-hmm. I'm using that word a lot. It's not very descriptive, but um, once the movie really starts uh, getting going, the especially the main um, what was it, Jim, Mister Mister Silver, oh and, John Silver, um, yeah, and Jim, they have such, they have a really good bond, and that yeah. that uh, is a really fun core of the movie. I really like that. What do you think of the aesthetic? And just the aesthetic is pretty cool. I love the the smooth two D animation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they uh, there are a couple parts where it's very clear that the CG is old, but aside <laughs> from like the one scene that stands out to me is when they're seeing the Incredible space whales deep and it's technology. like really close up, and you can oh, you yeah. can really tell it's old CG. But aside from that, I think they actually blended it really well for what they were working with. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, as our our brother Sour has just said. That was using Disney's then new uh, deep canvas technology that was created for Tarzan. Yep, they kept it exactly. for a really long time because what it is supposed to blend two D with three D by making it like painted. Yeah, and it, yeah, I yeah, like painted It 3D. worked pretty well for the most part. Yeah, it's like, like painted. It, 3D. Did, it looked really good. I honestly yeah, think like they it use looked, it in Lion King too. Yeah, you would never know. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. Um, although the thing about the aesthetic that I was most drawn to was like how it tried to combine it. It was going for like this steampunk aesthetic with everything, and mm-hmm. yeah, I always felt like Treasure Planet was one of the things that sort of popularized it. For I feel like there was a little bit of steampunk, but there wasn't yeah. that much. There's a lot more uh, future <laughs> space age technology sort of things I, uh, than yeah. strict, strictly steampunk. But well, I was thinking about like John were, Silver's some design and stuff elements like that. that were, yeah, where he was. There like, were some um, steampunk elements that were really cool. Like he's an actual pirate, yeah. except yeah. he has a robotic arm and stuff, and an eye that has a laser and everything, and that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And all I, the moving I, dude, gears I and love, stuff. I, the yeah. character designs in that movie, except for Ben. Or yeah. bot, whatever his name is. Ben. Right. Yeah, Ben is probably the worst <laughs> moment, the worst yeah. thing in the movie. Yeah, but, oh, but everyone else is like really great character design. Even the little freaking purple whatever dude. I love him. Mort? Yeah. Mort, Mort. yeah, Mort. a little Mort. Yeah. I love him. He has so much, like, and everybody has personality in that movie too. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I really loved about it. Like, it felt very vibrant. It felt like a very alive world, even though there wasn't much world building, I would mm-hmm. say, other mm-hmm. than the treasure planet itself and like the captain or whatever. Is he captain? Yeah. Everyone's personality is like what really brought the world to life, and like the constant moving parts of everyone. It was really cool. I like that. Um, ow, sorry. Yeah. Even if so, some yeah. people might be like, uh, there wasn't much detail in the world outside of the the story that they had about the guy on Treasure Planet itself. What really carries the movie is just the characters have great uh, fleshed out personalities and how they interact with each other. Although, I mean, uh. Not all the characters have super fleshed out personalities. There's like the the two the main character, the like four main characters, and then everyone else is kind of in the background. There's sort of uh the antagonist scorpion dude who's just like I'm evil. Scroop, Scroop uh, was just a bad guy for like two scenes, but I for some yeah. reason. For some reason, despite his very limited character development, either then I don't like you. It's he's somehow really threatening, like his fight scene in the middle of the film. Where, yeah, he and, is very threatening. Yeah, that fight scene was intense. And the mm. way the captain, for some reason, I thought the deaths in the film were actually really grisly for a Disney movie. Yeah, like, I, I was definitely caught off guard when he uh, like cut off the cut off the rope for the first mate. I yeah. was like, oh, Hold on a second. Is I was this not a expecting Disney? this. That's a Disney movie? <laughs> is this movie? a death scene? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, di- death scenes in a Disney movie are a 
uh, like common, but this was like halfway through the movie, and they killed a guy who was built up to be a main character. It was looking like. Yeah, it's still it's still the the dude. And he falls he dies away. in a black hole, like yeah, literally. If you know, uh, well, I don't know. Do. Uh, yeah, he must have been stretched and without... contorted into nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say oh. this without doing any research. I'm not a scientist, but that isn't that supposed <laughs> to be like one of the most painful ways to die. It's yes. supposed to be like, one that's of the brutal. most. Yeah, he would have just like that. That's that's no, horrifying. What is happening that you're like you can't? Although, breathe, I mean, it's not it's not a scientifically accurate movie. Time. So no, it's not obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's and, that's. Ugh. I don't want to think about it. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. For <laughs> Thanks, Disney. What did you think kids. of the pop song <laughs> in the middle of the film? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the middle of the movie where they just have the emo pop song. Uh, yeah. If, Right. That definitely took me out of the movie. Uh, not a <laughs> that, not a great a choice. It, it well, granted, not, it was 2002. It immediately was dates huge. it. Mm-hmm. it Post grunge was huge. 2002. So they obviously okay, think, had to. No. This was also the time it's, when Disney was putting pop songs in their films. So like Treasure, mm-hmm. it was a uh, was it Tarzan? I think that was the first to put like a pop. Oh uh, yeah, with all the song. Phil Collins. Yeah, in the Phil Collins songs, I don't know. I like them. And the yeah. Treasure Planet song, I actually think, is very overlooked in terms of Disney pop songs. I like Disney pop songs sometimes. 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 Big sometimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, a huge it's, definitely a, it's definitely a big departure from, like, um, how in all the Disney Renaissance films, there is really an emphasis on making them timeless classics. Yeah. Uh, this that's very definitely, definitely not the case here. It immediately dates the film. Yeah, uh, it's a cool move, but I don't. Th- it doesn't work for me, and yeah. I don't think it would work for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess it's just because I do have a soft yeah. spot for two thousands post grunge. So yeah, yeah. I, so then when I hear it. the dude from Matchbox Twenty start singing about how you can't tell me who to be <laughs> and stuff like that, it's I don't know. I liked it, and <laughs> it's also a good way to just show silent as time passing and stuff, and to show. Jim's dad instead of dying like every like Disney movies for some reason have like this thing where you have you have to kill off a parent either one has to go Mm -hmm. put him on the guillotine that's it and easy drama yeah easy that's how you create a tortured character but then with this the the dad just left it's a bit of a change of pace but it also yeah. really worked well for yeah, like the time yeah, it's sad too. and everything. It's sad. Yeah. And that's why I feel like that looks like for some people it definitely resonated, especially for me. Yeah. I will not go any farther detail than that, but it definitely resonated. So I can just feel I could definitely like see like why it's all right, I'm not gonna go into too much. Yeah. People loved it. It's, <laughs> people have it's a lot pretty, of doubt. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. <laughs> and I, I it's weird how you have to say like for a Disney film. It's dark and stuff like that. When yeah. yeah, you before a long time ago, way in the not too distant past, Disney used to have guts when it came to like uh villain deaths and telling compelling stories and stuff. And now I mean mm-hmm. we have Big Hero Six. <laughs> I think that was the last time Disney had guts. <laughs> that was the last time biz- that's the last time Disney had guts to do anything, really. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like Everyone has now decided we want more remakes when I'm the only one going, no, we don't want remakes. And now who knows? Maybe they're going to do the remake treatment to some of these old classics. And then uh, they're going to they're going to get uh, John Oliver to voice Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Last week tonight. (laughs) And then they're going to get ILM to do like all the CG and it's going to look even more dated than the deep canvas stuff. Oh good! Oh no! Yeah, they're gonna oh, and then they'll put like a modern oh, day no. like mumble rap song instead of like the they're gonna grunge. They're gonna get. They're gonna somehow midi midi construct all of XXX Tentacion's music in order to create the pop song in the film, except put a trap beat over it. Oh uh, my goodness! Yeah, I hope I'm not jinxing. Sounds this. like a great movie. Yeah, who knows? Oh, uh, Juice World too! Don't forget Juice World. Juice World, cool yeah. Juice World as well in there. Or Lil Peep. <laughs> when it gets dark outside, it's just like the <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's like dad's like leaving and then like this car blows up or whatever like the ship is on it's like <gasps> so yeah. they ruined the whole thing of him leaving in the first place it's like oh good yeah, <laughs> yeah remakes <laughs> anyway love church and planet remix yes thumbs yeah, up good we are Go glad watch. you enjoyed it mm-hmm. we are glad you enjoyed it you got to experience yes. a very overlooked disney movie from the yeah. 2000s i'll give you a high five i can but you can't I can understand why it would be, it would definitely be niche, even if it wasn't completely screwed over by Disney, but uh, still definitely a fun movie. Yeah, it was screwed over by Disney. It totally was. Mm -hmm. Because they said, we want to prove this guy that these movies don't make money. So then they did it. They killed off a project. They cannibalized it. And then they said, we want to do Brother Bear. And then (laughs) Brother Bear came (laughs) out and then everyone went, yeah, we don't want that. And then mm-hmm. they did, okay, uh, let's do Home on the Range. And then no one watched <laughs> Home on the Range. No, and not then that. Did, okay, fine. We're killing off the 2D studio. Well, We're doing we Chicken Little. Movie. <laughs> that was killing a bad for Disney. We're killing off the 2D movies. We're killing off the 2D studio. Obviously, because DreamWorks is making all the money in the world. Uh, let's do Chicken Little. And yeah. I have Ooh. tons of issues with Chicken Little. But you know what? For a first time doing 3D for Disney, could good. do worse. And then they did Tangled, and they sort of got back on track. And yeah. then they oh, went okay. Frozen, and then I love Frozen. I know a lot of people Frozen hate it. Too. I love Frozen. <laughs> and then they fine. decided to do... Uh, this. And then I think the last time... Uh, this, the last time Disney had Guts was Big Hero 6... They still had a little bit of those guts in Zootopia. I still like Zootopia a lot. And then after that, yeah. all their guts are gone. That's it. <laughs> we have a gutless Disney. We have a gutless Disney now. When can we get this Disney back? Please. I was a little mixed on Big Hero 6. I, I loved all the concepts in the movie, but I don't know if they really pulled it together to a good story. I love uh, uh, Big Hero 6 I thought was great. Um, I love the aesthetic. I love the music. I think the soundtrack's great. Um, I could have done it without it being a, I knew it was based on a superhero comic, but I don't know. It, it felt like it had, it was a superhero movie just because superheroes are in right now. And yeah, yeah, it, it, it didn't seem that, it didn't seem too cohesive. If it was just about this kid and his robot, that would have been cool. And their mystery and their mist, their Scooby gang and stuff like that. That would have been cool. But mm. Scooby dooby doo. Yeah, All right. I, I, I love I love, I love Big But I, I was a little bit lost on the villain, why he did some of the things he did, but we're not here to talk about Big Hero 6. We're running on about uh, an hour and ten minutes here, so let's talk about what, what we're going to watch for next week. Next and week. We'll end off with some poetry. Oh, yeah. We decided we're, you're going to have to watch... Range. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, not that. <laughs> you said you're, we're gonna watch you something want, with a lot more You want class. a bad movie? You Home on the Range. Movie. Oh boy, we got you a bad movie. <laughs> that that that's a low point in Disney history. But uh, we're gonna lay. Up, we're gonna do uh, Road to El Dorado next. Yes, which is a uh, overlooked DreamWorks classic. Um, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, because I still haven't seen it, I do want to see it yes, though. You need to. You need yeah. to watch that. I love that. Ooh, movie so it's bits. it's gonna be more it's than a, just movie time with Crane. It's, yeah yeah Dream- it's definitely dreamworks it. like rebelling against disney so it's, lo- it's a little more adult theme and it actually has like um adult in jokes that you mostly get and they're pretty blatant actually so it's like 110 percent going over kids heads and the kids will just wouldn't laugh at it but as an adult i look at it, i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> just the... give it a chuckle just like oh yeah it's good <laughs> so yeah this lovely. was that movie was made during a time when dreamworks believe it or not made 2d movies and um <laughs> <laughs> this was during when uh, DreamWorks was simply Jeffrey Katzenberg going, screw you guys, I'm going home. Except home being... Uh, Disney and his money pal. Being uh, Steven Spielberg and uh, Dave Geffen, who are uh, two big uh, moguls within the entertainment world, one of them being one of the greatest directors alive today, and the other being a record producer. <laughs> and, uh, Take me home. But then... They decided to make Ants, which was a 3D movie, and they got in a bit of kerfuffle with that with Pixar because Bugs Life. But um, yep. And then they decided to do some 2D films because hey, they have some Disney blood in them. So they did uh, 
Prince of Egypt, and they which did amazing. They did Prince of Egypt, which is great. Bible story or not. And they also did uh, Road to El Dorado and Spirit, uh, Stallion of Cimar- of the Cimarron or something like that. That's yeah. how you pronounce I, that it. That one, I, I heard, I didn't see this one, but I, I do want to see one. that. I heard it was a, a little more experimental or something. Yeah, it's know. a bit more, I guess, peaceful, I guess. It's, yeah. it's about a horse, and it has Brian Adams doing the soundtrack. Wait a second. No, no, no. I think I saw that one. Actually. Yeah, no, it's, uh, back. it's a but long time ago. El Dorado, um, it's a... It was made that made during that time when Prince of Egypt was like really big and everything, and this and before DreamWorks decided to become the model for the 3D animated film, not Pixar, DreamWorks, because eventually Indeed. Pixar started copying DreamWorks. Cars yeah, two got more popular doing that. <laughs> Monsters University, okay, but um, I, I have a bone to pick with Pixar, new Pixar, but um, mm. I love old Pixar, but new Pixar, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, with so yeah th- this is a really interesting time for dreamworks and it'll be an interesting film to watch for all of us yeah, yeah. i've i forgot what i have actually seen film, the though, beginning of this produced. movie but i've not actually seen oh. the whole thing and i hear a lot of people compare it of to Eldorado? the emperor's new groove yeah which is a disney movie no no i hear some people it has, do it it, it has like it has a similar color palette and like aesthetic, I guess. No, it's not really not close. Yeah, similar color there's palette. A, but that's about it. Everything else is much different. There's a little bit of similarities similarities in the aesthetics uh, and the whole new world theme, uh, yeah. which I think is where and they're and they're two D uh, at a time where two D was less common. Same color palette, two D. No, two D was still so very I think common. That's where two D became less common in they're... like the late two thousands. I know. When, like, mm. Tangled came out. Tangled was pretty much the moment everyone went, okay, we don't want 2D, 2D. anymore. We want 3D stuff. 2D's for kids. Because <laughs> uh, no one saw Princess and the Frog, and Princess and the Frog is great. Everyone treated 2D like tricks. Yeah. <laughs> and well, well, yeah, Looking we'll forward do. to seeing it. Yep. Sounds pretty cool. Sounds really cool. Let's end off this podcast with a little bit of poetry. Okay. Oh, yes. I have some poetry. I'm going to abridge it because we're already running way too long. From comedy rock band Psycho Stick, we ran out of CD space, because this was the last song on their album, Sandwich. But um, they, have a, uh, they have a song on it. So here we go. Okay. What if the world was made of glazed donuts? You would be like, man, that's freaking sweet. I can't believe the world is made of donuts. What if your hands were made of Hot Pockets? You would be the first one to be eaten in survival situations. What if guitars could squirt out sour cream and nacho cheese and pure <gasps> sulfuric cream. acid? Product placement for sour cream. What if the world was made of other... The end. Woo! <laughs> well, I think you've given us a lot to think about. So <laughs> yes. with that, we're going to end the podcast. I hope you enjoyed our philosophical poetry time. Yep. Tune in next week where we actually write our own poetry and yeah. uh, do some and very try bad to make you all laugh. And try to make you attempt. Yeah. That's attempt being the key. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.